welcome to TA1, everything you wanted to know about adventure racing and then some. I'm your host, legendary Randy Erickson, flying solo tonight. Uh, Chili Dog just ate, so she's chilling. Birds are down with Paulette on the trainer. Well, she's on the trainer, and uh, they're having a screaming match a little bit. So, um, Starting to... Uh, get to our backlog of really interesting guests with this week with Stephanie Green, who I didn't think I know. Turns out I do, but we talk about that. So, um, yeah, that's that. It's nice here. Uh, theoretically, we're getting a blizzard in two days on the 13th. Um, I'm hoping not. I vote not. <clears throat> it was nice tonight to go out about 7 and um, just a jacket on, got back about 8.15, still didn't need a light. This is the kind of year I like. So, uh, not much else going on around here. So, I guess, let's, uh, oh, if you are in the, uh, looking for a pack craft, my friend Joe Stiller, has a bunch of demo boats for sale, some uh, Cocapellis and a few alpacas. Uh, you can go to the Adventure Race Gear Bazaar. I'll put a link in the show notes. But um, if you're looking for a boat, it seems like he's got some really good deals. So that's it. Uh, let's get on with the show. So go fast, shake, shake, go fast. Take chances and thanks for listening. Bye. Hello, Stephanie. You're there. Yay! Yay! Hey, Randy. How's it going? Ah, good. I never get tired of when technology works. <laughs> right? It's such a bonus. <laughs> it is. So, well, you're getting the full experience. I have both my co-hosts. You can hear Excellent. Jimmy, Jimmy on my shoulder, and Stevie's on my lap. So, oh, there yeah. you go. Ah! <laughs> They're awesome, and yeah. uh, and what kind of what kind of birds? Jimmy is an Amazon. Yeah, that's, that's Jimmy Lee. She's an yeah. Amazon, and Stevie yeah. Ray's a Senegal. Oh my so, gosh, that's yeah. pretty. Yeah, so they've been uh, me and me and the chili dog been out pretty much all day, so they're ready to <laughs> sing for you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It sounds like a zoo. Yeah. <laughs> you like know. <laughs> yeah. You know, none of this professional stuff for us. We're going to have birds. I love it. That's perfect. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so who are you? Because usually I, usually I have an idea who I'm talking to, and it's like, I love talking to somebody I've never met, don't know anything about. That's great. Um, I don't know where, where to really start. I'm pretty new to the adventure racing scene, so this was... Um, I've only sort of done two sort of bigger races. I did uh, Cowboy Top two years ago, and then God Zone this year. Okay. Um, but I'm Canadian. I live on this teeny tiny island um, off of Vancouver Island in British Columbia. So I live, um, yeah. yeah, on this little island of about 300 people, and I get a paddle to work every day, and it's a pretty, pretty sweet life. Yeah, it is. Um, okay, so see, I apparently do know you a little bit. So who who do you race with at Cowboy Tough? Uh, Team NorCal. So Tim, so TK, uh, Canis Hart, and mm-hmm. um, Rolly Delphin, who I had just met. I just met there, basically. Yeah. So, okay. So I remember hanging out with you guys a little bit on that trek from the Boy Scout camp. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, so I do know you. Well, shoot. No use having you on the podcast. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, okay. Well, I can't let Paulette listen to this or she'll want your job. So okay. Pat, she'll love paddling, like that paddling to work part. <laughs> So how do you end up on an island with 300 people where you get to paddle to work? Um, well, I've lived kind of all over all over the place mm-hmm. and ended up in Nanaimo. And Nanaimo's a really nice-sized 
town, there's about 90,000 people, and um, but I really love living in, I've lived in a lot of smaller communities and was looking for something a little bit more rural and just kind of happened upon this island by chance and it's amazing. It's this um, really eclectic community, um, all dirt roads, um, it's only, yeah, it's a 15 minute paddle for me to town and I own a yoga studio and the yoga studio is right downtown. So I ride my bike only a kilometer down to the docks and paddle across and then walk to my studio. Um, so I feel like I've won the lotto. Um, I think there's a lot of people who would say that. Um, okay, because I'm an idiot, can you paddle all the time? Or is there do you get enough weather once in a while? that Do you have to take a too, too wavy a day? Yeah, well, there is. It's really nice because there is a ferry service, like a little okay. passenger ferry. Um, so if it gets too gnarly out, um, there is that. There's only been a couple times where I've been out in the water late at night where I'm like, I should not be out here. <laughs> <laughs> this is, huh, yep, glad, I'm going to be glad when I hit shore. Uh, but But for the most part, like, and, and there's a couple of, I mean, a couple of days in the winter where last year where the ice was too thick. Mm -hmm. um, but most, I mean, most days I can paddle, no problem. Oh, that's pretty cool. And yeah. I'm guessing that your neighbors think think nothing of you paddling to work every day. It's pretty normal. Pretty normal. They do think I'm a little weird for the amount of stuff that I do. And sometimes in the weather that I do paddle in, I do get... Funny list, but for the most part, they're pretty uh, pretty used to it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you get kind of a, a strange satisfaction when you're paddling when most people think that the weather's crappy? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. See, I, yeah. See, I used to get that in the day when I was actually still riding a little bit. Yeah. I could, I could ride to town, which is 20 miles, and, and literally – 19 of it's downhill um, yeah. but I'd, I'd leave everything in town and in my car and stuff so there there are several days in the middle of blizzards when people would stop and say uh do you need a ride and i'm like no i chose to do this i'm having fun right <laughs> everyone has different ideas of fun exactly i get that yeah. fun it's good fun <laughs> yeah um, and it's nice when you arrive somewhere and you've had that like i love it i come into town and and granted, I have, you know, a lot of salt in my hair, you know, salt water in my hair and yeah. been windy and things. And you've had this little adventure before you've even started your day. Like, that is that is pretty satisfying. That's just kind of cool. So yeah. did you grow up around water or was that something you discovered? I think, I mean, it's something that I grew up in Vancouver. Okay. Um, so definitely ocean and mountains, I feel like, are both very much in my blood. Mm -hmm. um, and grew up sailing with family and things, and my family would kayak and canoe. Um, yeah. And I've tried living, I've tried living in the Rockies, I've tried living in a bunch of different places and living by lakes and rivers, but um, yeah, salt water is definitely, definitely in my blood. Like I love, love the ocean. And would have a hard time living away from it, I think. I can see that. So can I uh, confess something stupid about me? Absolutely. Please. <clears throat> Every time I am in the ocean, which isn't a lot. I mean, usually when at a race or something, and I get out and I lick my lips and it's salty, yeah. it, yeah. Surpri it surprises me. Oh, really? <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> but I do live like, you know, 2,000 miles from any salt water, so... So fair yeah. that that would be, yeah, that you'd be yeah. surprised. Yeah. We'll tell you what, whenever I come back, if I've been away from the ocean and I get back into the ocean, like I crave salt water on my skin. Mm -hmm. I'll do the same thing. I'll paddle or I'll get water on my face and then just like my lips. Just I'm like, oh, yeah, salt water. Uh, there's <laughs> that, yeah. yeah. So, hmm. um, well, if you ever need a roommate, my wife, Paulette, probably want to come stay there. She she loves the water. She spent three months in Washington last year working literally on the ocean and it's like she could do that she could live oh, there 
Amazing. Well, I have a little cabin on my property. Tell her she is more than welcome. Yeah. Do they, do they? Do you need a healthcare provider on the island? She's a nurse practitioner. <laughs> Absolutely, actually. <laughs> oh man, I may just I, no problem. <laughs> I may have just opened a big can of worms. <laughs> yeah. So. Congratulations, you're moving to Canada. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I don't think I'm nice enough to live in Canada. <laughs> oh, I don't know. You're doing pretty well. You're good. All right. So, um, it, it will probably get back to this later. But how, how did you get into adventure racing then? Um. Kind of by an accident. Yeah. Uh, as with a lot of things in my life, someone's like, oh, this seems like a good idea. I'm like, sure, I guess so, and jump into it. Um, so my first race I did a while ago with a friend um, who I think she had convinced me to do some sort of running race. I didn't know that I could run, and it turns out I can run. Hmm. So that was exciting. Yeah. And so she convinced me that if she navigated, we could totally do this. Uh, it's just a short um, it's called Nomar here on the island and is a short like sprint race. But I hadn't ridden a bike since I was 12. So I bought a full suspension mountain bike and I think I rode it eight times. And <laughs> we did this race in full on costumes as well. And, uh, and it was really, really fun. And I think I, I got a taste of suffering in a really nice way and I mm. enjoyed it. Um, and then I took a big break for years and it was actually um, Jason and Chelsea Magnus were super influential in getting me into adventure racing. I think they convinced me to do their spring sting. I was doing acrobatics with them and um, highline training. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And then a lot of sort of prodding and gentle encouragement from them and found out again, I'm like, Oh, I actually do really like this. And um, that really sparked up my, um, my love of mountain biking again and ended up buying a bike off Chelsea and I had no idea what a good bike was like. And that was just a game changer. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, did you know them through yoga? Yes. Yeah. Through, yeah. So first through, I guess, um, yeah. Acrobatics mm -hmm. and then okay. slackline just became friends with them. Yeah. So, um, do you do a handstand someplace in the middle of every race you do? Pretty much, yes. <laughs> Stand in weirdness of that, yeah. Yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's not. It's not my first rodeo. I understand. I understand uh, that um, um, cult. The cult of uh, the yoga slackers. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so how did you hook up with Canis and the group then for Cowboy Tough? Well, I think that, so I hooked up with them, was pretty close to the race, mm -hmm. and I think they were last minute looking for um, a female for their team, and I guess they had put the word out mm -hmm. to the AR community, and um, yeah, it was Jason and Chelsea, I think, they got back to them, and were like, oh, we, we know of a girl, and uh, which was kind of fun, because I think before that I'd only done, I think a 24-hour was the longest race I'd ever done. Uh, so I was pretty excited and pretty nervous about taking on Cowboy Top, and especially, you know, they could go into the woods with three guys you've actually never met before, and yeah. um, and it was one of those things where I'm like, well, this is going to go really well, and we're going to be best of friends or uh, or not, and we ended up getting along. It was amazing. Uh, we got along really, really well, yeah, and it was a really fun experience. Yeah, so I go back to my original Primal Quest Badlands in 09, Canis was, mm -hmm. I don't know if he was literally the first person I ever interviewed on a race course, but he's at least in the top two or three. And nice. uh, Yeah, so he's one of those people that um, I would, I would, I'd tell anybody you could race, race with him. So oh yeah, you he, you, you picked good. <laughs> yeah, 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 that worked out well. Yeah. yeah. So, what did you? What was your expectation of your first expedition race versus the uh, what really happened? Uh, for for like Cowboy Tough, yeah. 
So your first time going into a three-day race like that, what did you think? And then what happened? What was real life like? I think that I came into it just being like, holy, just hold on if you can. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hold on and survive. How's that for yeah. uh, expectations? <laughs> yeah. And uh, and to maintain a really good head about it. Because I really like the – I love the mental aspect of racing and the almost meditative aspect of it. Um, and then in reality, like, um, I think I ended up being a lot stronger than I had thought I was going to be. Um, Mm. and really it wasn't as much as holding on as wanting to like dig deeper and dig further. Uh, so yeah, so it's a, it's really cool. I think how, how racing changes your perspective and sort of like, kind of blows apart your ideas and your perceptions of what you can do and what you're capable of. And, and as a team too, like the team dynamic is such a, such a interesting, cool piece. Yeah, Um, it is. Yeah. Well, have you done, had you done any team sports growing up or anything other than, you know, a few shorter races, but um, did, did you have an idea of what team dynamics would be? Not really. I mean, I played volleyball in high school, but I mean, more of the things that I've been interested in have all been solo sports, mm-hmm. you know, like climbing and um, I was doing a lot of trail running and mountain biking and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so pleasantly surprised and also humbled by the team um, team dynamic aspect Yeah, racing for sure. Yeah. Um, so when the race started, or when you first met him, how long does the um, politeness last? <laughs> I think you, I think you know what I what I'm saying, right? <laughs> oh man, we! I was so relieved. I think within meeting them, I think I was probably polite and like shy for the first maybe. I mean, you should ask the guys, but half an hour, forty five minutes, and then mm. the potty humor and uh i can have a bit of a trucker mouth definitely mm-hmm. uh and humor all came out pretty quick and then yeah people i don't think you can sort of sort of hold any sort of like fakeness in that realm for long yeah 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 it very much compresses the um getting to know people you know, like like a day in adventure racing is like a year in real life with people. No oh. kidding. Yeah. yeah. I think that's one of the harder parts, too, like coming home from these things and you have, like, you've developed such trust with these people and you have your tribe. Mm-hmm. And, there's, and you're so on top of everything that they're feeling, doing, going through, and vice versa. You have, like, everyone so intimately, like, connected in how you're doing. And so it's. Yeah, it's an interesting shift coming home and, you know, not talking to your three buddies all the time and, yeah. Yeah. So um, that that's interesting you say that because I've had this conversation with other people. But when you come home, do you – can you talk about the race with your friends and, and stuff and do they understand or um, do you kind of like spin back into the real world? Um. I think some friends get it, yeah. and if they've had with similar experiences and things, then it's easier to, I guess, relate some of those things. Yeah. Um, but I find it it's so huge and overwhelming. It's really hard to even articulate like what you've gone through mm-hmm. and what it was. You know, people are like, "Oh, how was how was New Zealand? How was God's?" And I'm like, "It was great." <laughs> <laughs> It was super. Thanks. You know, yeah. it's, 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 you know, and you get a couple of stories out, but like, there's so much that can happen sometimes, like within an hour. You know, mm-hmm. or it, it is. I find it is hard to to fully tell those stories or to be able to relate them to other people. Yeah, I, I, I guess they just. It, it's really hard for a civilian the lack of a better term to understand what you go through i mean i don't even pretend to know totally what you guys do 
Mm-hmm. But, um, and I, okay. yeah. So, all right. So here's your chance. All your best God's own stories. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> but, but you got to remember, this is the tribe. <laughs> the only people that listen to this know absolutely what you're talking about. So. That's good. The tribe gets those things. Yeah. So, when did um, when did the idea of God's own, who brought it up, and and when, and how long did it take you to say yes? Um. So originally, uh, Tim, Canis, and I, another fellow named Bill, we were going to do Primal Quest in Squamish, mm-hmm. which was originally scheduled for September. Yep. And was super excited about that because Squamish is right in my backyard and um, just one of the most amazing places to play. I'm really excited for that next year. Um, And when that was postponed, we had the opportunity to either put our entry to next year's uh, Primal Quest or to go to God Zone. And I remember looking up God Zone when I first got into adventure racing um, and watching clips on YouTube and just... Like one day, one day, like such a faraway dream. I would so love to do that. Um, so when that opportunity came up, it was an absolute yes, I think, for all of us. Yeah. Um, and it, the timing worked out really well because I ended up uh, breaking my leg in the summer. Um, Ow. <laughs> yeah, and so I wasn't able to do uh, Primal Quest anyways. Yeah. So, yeah. So it was good timing. It is. So... All right, this literally this is my favorite part. This is where you tell me about the race, and I don't have to talk. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I might need some prompting with some things. Uh, where do you want me to just a general overview of the race, or what would you? No, I want to know all the. I want to know everything you went through. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um. Yeah, so I was really excited about this because I had no idea. It's really fun going into something that you're like, am I going to survive? Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, okay, yeah, let me ask you this. Did you realize that it's probably going to be one of the harder God Zones ever? Did you did you get that before you got there? Nope, came into it pretty oblivious, okay. uh, which is a good thing. And... Uh, I kind of just wanted to see, I'm like, I have no idea how my body, my mind is going to respond to, like, a race of that length and that intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, like, maybe maybe I, I won't even like racing. Maybe I will. We'll see. Uh, it turns out expedition racing is amazing. I would love to do something of that length again. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty, like, pretty full-on to come into, like, so many – so many teams, such an amazing organization. Like the race is huge. Yeah. Um, I was pretty nervous about the whitewater because uh, that's the area that I have sort of the least amount of experience in, and rightfully so. <laughs> <laughs> they warmed us up pretty well, which I appreciated. That we started off just cruisy, maybe class one to class two, and then the third river we got on was pretty gnarly at times. Really fun. Uh, but gnarly and and uh, sort of one of the bigger stories from that is um, yeah had a really scary experience on the river and that was uh, really brought home again how much that you really need to take care of yourself and be prepared and how the onus is on you and on your team um yeah, so we're going down, I think about midway through, and we were, so, I have no idea what day it was. Maybe it was day two, no. three, okay. they all blend together. All right, here's, I'm going to stop you, because here's the rule of adventure racing. They're all three days long. The first day, the last day, and the one in the middle. I love it. That is classic. I mean, it's true, really, right? Yeah. So time, time goes on a warp. Yeah, really. Like that, yeah, it's nutty, that first day lasts so long. The first day is epic. It's a race all in itself. And then I have no idea what happened. <laughs> we're on our last day. Yeah. <laughs> right? Something happened in the middle. So yeah. I you know, we rode some bikes and we're on a river and did a lot of bushwhacking. Yeah. Um so anyways on one of those middle days, 
uh, on the last river section. We were trying to get down before dark zoning. We had time to do that, and we were really excited about that. We were about halfway down, and um, Candice and Andrew, who's our navigator, were in one boat, and Tim and I are another, and um, uh, going down a rapid, and, and Candice popped off the back. And so, and the, movers, the river is moving pretty fast, and trying to get Candice back in the boat, and we couldn't get back in the boat, and Tim and I were behind, and what ended up happening was, um, I guess, Candice held onto the boat as they accidentally got themselves into a whirlpool. Mm. And so somehow Candice in the boat, and I don't remember that bit, got off to the side, but Andrew was in this, like, looked like a big toilet, like, he was getting flushed down a toilet bowl, and you could see his helmet, and we, Tim and I had eddied out on the other side, and he'd be going around, and then he would disappear, and he would pop back up, and it was super scary, and had to watch him go through that a bit until the throw rope got to him from Canis, and Canis, I think he, Andrew got it, like, wrapped around one of his fingers and was able to get pulled in from that. But pretty awful being across the river. There was no way for us to cross and to watch one of your teammates go through that. Like, that was a really awful, real mm-hmm. yeah. scenario. And then, I mean, the whole ordeal took well over an hour because they tried to get out sort of past the eddy line and then got dumped again and ended up having to climb over um, some like like a little rock face and get back in, but it was, yeah. Yeah. It's scary. Super scary. Yeah. How, what do you, um, how do you, how do you get past that? How long does it take? I mean, um, I mean mentally, not, you know, not in the river, but, you, <laughs> but, but how, yeah, how do you, how do you face that and then get over it? Well, I mean, I think that was more for, I mean, and I'd love to, to talk to Andrew again. Like, I, he did such a phenomenal job. Once he actually got out, like, he went through another class three, and then we ended up pulling out to the side and camping because we were, at that point, then we were dark zoned. Mm-hmm. But he was nabbing. Like, I don't think that he could even really process that till after the race. Uh. And same thing for us watching. That was just a holy shit that happened. Um, everybody's okay. Um, and in our big debrief, you know, at the end, at the end of the race and just definitely inspires me to, um, you know, maybe to take some, some courses and to do some further exploration of, you know, river safety, rescue, things like that. Uh, cause water wins. (laughs) Yes water wins and um yeah it was really sobering hmm. yeah I can, yeah i can see that um does do you think i mean you you've got a a water background is does that make it better or worse because you you understand water i understand ocean a lot more than i understand river so that okay. was my, and i have a healthy fear of, and it was, it was funny because before the race, I was the only one who was really, I'm like, I'm really nervous about the white water because uh, I know water wins. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Water's, water's intense. I mean, I love it, but um, yeah, like, so it's a really, yeah, it's, so it's a healthy fear. And so I think the only thing to do with that fear is to sort of recognize it. Like, it's also let's be honest, ridiculously fun to go through rapids. Um, but yeah, like moving forward, I want more education and want more knowledge. And I think that's the only way that you can comfortably really play. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm not a water person as people know, and, you know, but even though, and even though we're in the middle of South Dakota, we have, like 11 boats in the storage shed. Yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> Paulette likes boats. So. Yep. I, I like the water winds. So um, what was like the really, what's the, what was the high point of the race for you? What was a really cool spot? Um, I think when we were, 
we had a really great second bike section. Um, there was, so we came, I think we had, we had ridden and we had a, it was a full on night that we ended up doing, I think an extra 40 K just overachievers. We just thought the race wasn't long enough. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you just be like, throw an extra 40K of biking, no big deal. Um, and had a really cold night and, and some navigational challenges and things. And just that magic when the sunlight breaks through and we had this beautiful, we we're going down this beautiful descent down these logging roads and the sun was rising. Um, and we ended up um, stopping and grabbing water at this, like, sheep farmer's place and had a quick chat with them. And and I think we just, at that point, like, things just shifted and really started to gel, and we had started having just a lot of fun, and we were continuing on the bike section, and we came across, the New Zealanders are amazing and incredibly generous and open, and um, there was a big, I'm sure you saw pictures of it, um, big tarp someone had put up that said God's Own Barbecue, and it must have been eight in the morning, but there is, it was like the best thing in the world. There was beef patties, like pre cooked mm-hmm. beef patties, and buns, and beer, and Coca Cola, and apples, and oranges, and chocolate. And I think we died, and I thought we had died and gone to heaven. <laughs> and so we're just stuffing our faces full of burgers, and then there was this little pig that came out, and this pig was like, just this crazy little thing and it kept on stealing stuff a lot of people's backpacks and running away and uh and then we met this other um uh team from south africa and it was just lovely you just you know and you have this little bit of bonding with another team and then you get back on your bikes and with full bellies you know and just kept up a really good pace line and yeah so that was fun yeah so did you um Spend much time with other teams, or were you by yourself most of the time? Uh, we were by ourselves most of the time. There, was, and again, I wish I could recognize people after. It's all such a blur. Yeah, we all you know smell better and look better after the race. Um, but there's another team that on the trek out uh, to TA3 that we like. We were sort of going back and forth with a bit and had rest at the same time it was like that was just it was so nice to sit in the sun at one point and air out feet and have a talk with a different team and but for the most part we were pretty much um pretty much on our own yeah which for most most adventure racers i think you kind of that is kind of why you're out there to be by yourself but that little bit of interaction isn't too bad oh it's so nice and sometimes it comes at such a great point we're like yes other humans <laughs> when you even see footprint footprints you're like oh our friends have been here <laughs> they're either really lost too <laughs> or we're not lost <laughs> well or at least you're lost with somebody right? yeah that's comforting right well <laughs> yeah i mean uh, yeah i i i felt much better at primal quest when i ran into bones when i didn't know where i was so yeah it always feels better <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so was the uh, swimming in the river the low point of the race, or was there something, maybe even a little, maybe physically a low point? No. Um, I have to say, like, bike, like going through that bush, like with ferns taller than I am with my bike was not my favorite is part. Yeah. Um, uh, I really love to mountain bike and I love single track and you know, I like my, you know, my wheels on the ground, not, you know, in my arms. Um, <laughs> uh, so that was like a frustrating part, but you, but you know, it's going to end and it's, and you know that it's going to exist. Like, yeah. I don't know of an adventure race where you're not carrying your bike at some point. But uh, honestly, I had a pretty – I felt good. I was really impressed that my knee, you know, for not a long time for recovery from, from my leg, um, I didn't really have any big low points, yeah. which 
that's not that's bad. Not bad. I was shocked and, yeah. and happy with, yeah. So, do you think um, that this is maybe the kind of raising you should do, like six, eight, ten day, whatever, as opposed to like a twenty-four or even a three-day race? You think that suits you? I think it does. Um, I think I like to be dirty and to suffer. (laughs) 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 I'm with other people. Like, these are my people. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But I would love to, I would really like to explore, um, I'll be doing Expedition Oregon coming up uh, end of May, early June. I'm excited for that. I'm excited to race fast for that and for, you know, like a, like a three and a half, four day format. Um, I'd like to race more just to, I feel like I don't have enough to really know if I have a favorite, mm, yeah. like length of race. Um, Cause I really have enjoyed everything that I've had the opportunity to do. And they've all been different. Yeah, but, that's true. But I definitely did feel like I felt comfortable with the length of time of the race. Like I, no. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, it, that can be a little daunting, but I think, um, you know, especially people, you know, the the diesels among the world, you're just going to, you, you're just not going to slow down, right? Yeah, you just put your head down. You're yeah. like, it's just go time, just power through, eat a lot of yeah. snacks. Yeah. What, um, are, are, what is your role on the team? Good question. <laughs> um, I would say more than anything, probably navigation is not my strong suit, so I don't even pretend. Um, but was able to provide um, some voice just with strategy a little bit. Um, but I think more than that, um, pretty upbeat as a general rule. Um, yeah. And so just keeping, keeping things like keeping things like motivated, um, pushing pace when, when need, when need be. And yeah. Yeah. I'm, I am finding, so let's see, I've been doing the podcast for four years, mm-hmm. been adventure race, you know, hanging out with adventure racers since Oh nine. Yeah. And I, all right. I don't, I don't think – I think women are really evolving. Um, you're, you're not mandatory equipment and you're not cheerleaders anymore, which is or, – or nurturing, which seemed oh, yeah. for – you know, honestly, for a while, that's kind of what it was. Um, you got to be – you got to be the real deal. Oh, yeah. So um, – yeah. and obviously you are – I guess you wouldn't have got asked again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here, here's something I'm saying too, like especially this year at XPD, there's a lot of um, like a lot of women's teams, a lot of, uh, you know, mixed two and two teams. What would you ever consider a, an all women's team or a three women? Oh, Absolutely, and there's um, we already have a team name for it. There's a, a good friend of mine, uh, Katie, and we've talked to Chelsea about it, and some other women. I would love to have an all women's team. Like there are so many women that just kick ass, and I mm-hmm. think the dynamics would be really, really interesting. Um, I'd love that opportunity. Uh, we have a name picked out, so it's just a. I think it's a matter of time before that happens. But I would, I would jump at that chance. So, yeah, I think, um, yeah, there's, there's that little bit of strength, but I, I think the dynamics of a women's team could be, you know, quite, uh, like I said, quite interesting, Mm -hmm. Um, especially what what we need is like a 20 day race. I think. (laughs) Right. Right. Game on. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, um. Do you race anything else other than adventure racing? Um, I am hoping to like, – well, last summer, I ended up having a bit of an accident in a 12-hour mountain bike race. Yeah. broke my face. But before I broke my face, like I had done seven hours and was doing really well. Um, so I'd love to try more of that. Like I'd love to try more um, 
like 12 hour, 24 hour mountain bike races or maybe some stage racing. Um, I used to do some trail racing, uh, but I'm really, really um, enamored with my bike right now and with all the trails here. And it's just such a fun new skill. Yeah. 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 Well, um, yeah, I, I hear there's a few trails in that uh, British Columbia area. So we maybe do. you can find something to ride, huh? <laughs> we do. I think there's there's like three or four. Um, okay. You know. <laughs> You know, and I think if you get to know the locals, there might be one or two more that that they keep secret. It's true. Yeah, I hear there's some rocks and roots and things on these trails, and yeah, yeah, yeah. fun. Yeah. And I, think and I pretty- yeah, once in a, yeah, once in a while there's like a bridge or something. Oh yeah, sometimes there's some wood features. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sounds sounds interesting. I <laughs> so I raced um, in B at Whistler at 24 Hour Worlds in. I think oh three, yeah. The, the year after I won Masters Worlds, nice. And we went for a little ride, and we're like, okay, we better pick an easy trail. So we, you know, like, okay, this is the easiest one we could find, and it's like, I don't know. We went like twenty minutes, and it's like, no, we turned around <laughs> and went back. <laughs> yeah. And I was, I was pretty good rider, but it's like, no, 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 yeah. no. <laughs> so. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how good of an adventure racer are you? Oh shit! I don't know. Sorry, I should probably shouldn't swear on that either. Uh, uh, ah, that's okay. Once <laughs> once in a while doesn't. That's real life. Okay, okay. Um, okay, here, here. This is maybe a little more fair. On a scale of one to ten, how good do you think you can be? I, I feel like I can be pretty badass. I feel like I have. Um, a lot of work to do, um, but yeah, I just feel like it's right at the core of my being. Like I absolutely like I love it. Yeah. Um, and I feel like hilariously enough, like a lot of my life um, lends itself to training for it and has been proper like preparation for it. Like even just hilariously enough. Um, with teaching yoga um, and just like the mental aspect of that practice um, and discipline and, and those things and just sort of the philosophy end of things um, is something that's been hugely influential. So I'm excited to actually train and um, and to push a bit and just see and to see what happens. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's kind of one of those things that. Um... Yeah, like you, you've you been training for it your whole life. You just didn't know it. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, do you think you have more growth in the physical or the mental part of adventure racing? Uh, more growth to come or like yeah, – or- Yeah, to come that, you'll, that you're going to get. I think more probably in the physical. I feel pretty good in the mental aspect of it. Yeah. I've had um, a lot of challenges in life that I've like gone through with grace and learned a lot from and have pretty good perspective and um, thankfully uh, delight in the disgusting and a good sense of humor. So I feel like that mental piece is is pretty is pretty good. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's here's one of my team questions I was going to ask earlier. You may have noticed that I jump around a little bit. <laughs> um, so do your do your teammates that you've known for a total of like what thirteen days total in your life? Do do they know things about you that your family doesn't know? Oh, ah, uh, I don't actually. I mean, I don't. You'll have to ask them. I don't think so. I think. No. I'm pretty open book for okay. for the most part. I think they know a side of me quite well that maybe, you know, colleagues or <laughs> <laughs> clients maybe haven't quite seen, which is good. That's good yeah. for business. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No. That well there'll be there there'll be some night when you'll be talking about something and and something that you haven't told anybody for 15 years will come out so totally yeah that things just pop up yeah yeah exactly um so 
So you're going to do Expedition Oregon. Any other, anything else planned coming up? Um, no, I don't have anything else on the docket. I'd love to do, um, I don't have a team or anything set up, but I have the time booked off for Primal Quest. Okay. I'd love to do that. Um, yeah, and just see about a couple of mountain bike races throughout the summer. There's lots yeah. of good local races here. Um, yeah. yeah, that's kind of, that's all I have sort of yeah. on the horizon for now. Are you a good swimmer? Uh, no, but I'm learning how to be. No. I was going to say, you know, there's some swim runs in the... In Washington. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, Brent's been putting those on. Those look awesome. So that w- that's a pretty good motivator of... Yeah. Um, what, uh, what's your ultimate goal in adventure racing? Right now, I feel like it's to find my edge. To really sort of brush up against that edge and see how I react to it. That's kind of cool. I like that. Yeah. So, um, can you push yourself that way, like mountain biking or running or anything, or do you think it takes that that time to, 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 to time in a race to find that find think, the edge? Yeah, I think it's the time in a race and the pace. Because even if I'm doing things here, and again, I love I love the perspective that that the perspective that adventure racing gives, and that you really are like this is just temporary. So even doing things here, if I'm on a really hard ride or I'm really pushing, and I'm like, oh, I'm like this is going to end, and it's going to end relatively quickly. Um, so I think like that's where um, that pushing up against the edge I think is is fun to find are fun to look for in adventure racing that you're doing it for a longer period of time that like no one's saving you. There's no quick out, you know, you're not just going to get to the end of the trailhead and your car is going to be there. Yeah. Um, and that there's so many, so many factors too. Like I love the adaptability of it. There's so many factors that you can't take into consideration or that you just, you know, there's so many unknowns that you have to, Mm -hmm. you have to just deal with. Is is that a big part of the racing for you, the unknown? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Well, I mean, we all kind of know what every day is going to bring us, right? So maybe that's a a good thing, not knowing. Mm -hmm. And I think people are really seeking that out. I think that um, we worked so hard in society to keep everything safe and predictable. Um, and fair enough for good reason. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But like, there's this piece of wild, and you can sort of see like that really I think resonates in a lot of people that um, that do these things. There's this wild that wants to come out, and there's this like that you do want to be tested. You want to be tested against the elements. You want to be tested against yourself. You want to be tested against you know equipment failure or um, whatever else may come up. Because yeah. um, I think that's where growth comes from. Yeah. Huh. Wow. You talk well. <laughs> okay. Oh, geez, thanks. <laughs> or should I say, you talk good. Um, <laughs> I, I Honestly, I, I, that's kind of, I've never really thought about it that way, but I like that, that, yeah, testing yourself and, yeah, how many other, how many ways I mean, you can go mountaineering and, and there's those kind of things, but that's adventure racing. Yeah, certainly tests a multitude of things. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, you're doing it with this group of, you know, like-minded people. Uh, yeah, the family. Yeah, family. There's, like, collective energy around it, so that's cool, too. Yeah. Um, was it a little... Um, uh, I don't want to say overwhelming, but w- was it interesting to go to God's Own and see like ninety really, really fit teams? Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I remember at the start line, standing next to one of my teammates was talking to Richie McCaw, who is like a god in New Zealand, mm-hmm. uh, the rugby player. Yep. Oh 
how is this man so tall and so built? And then just like this team of like so many teams of New Zealanders who were just like just like ripped and ready and yeah, and I'm not like the largest human, so it yeah, it's pretty funny to be like, oh, okay, cool, yep, gonna be uh, competing against these guys, sure. Let's <laughs> 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 see how this goes. <laughs> yeah. So there, there are some, there are some lovely, very fit um, people that just want to have fun. Oh, it's amazing! It's so cool. It is. So, yeah. Okay, um, two semi-silly questions. All right. Which which was harder when you finished, uh, or which did you need more, sleep or food? Uh, sleep. Okay. So it, it's just a question because it varies. Some people can't get enough to eat. Some people can't get enough sleep. This uh, is honestly the first day where, and I'm known for, like I'm quite proud of um, my performance at my face. Like, I really can pack down a lot of food for, for a smaller human. Uh, but, and I brought a lot of food to God's own. I had plentiful snacks. But today, what has it been a week and a bit later? Today is the first day where my hunger came back. But I've definitely wow. been wanting to sleep a ton. Okay, yeah. No, I can hear, I yeah. I, yeah, I know that after a hard effort like that. Yeah, you're either starved or you can't eat. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then maybe sort of for a last question, but I always say that, and then I have another one. <laughs> what are you – what race is going to be on your bucket list? Because everybody – God Zone's on everybody's bucket list, and you did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I have been to Patagonia. Yeah. I'd like to go the- back. That's a good race. That's a hard, hard race, but that's a gnarly race. So that kind of like that is on the bucket list as well. Um, Yeah, I'd like to do. I mean, I'd love to do like I said before, uh, Primal Quest and Squamish. Um, I'd love to do the BC Bike Race. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm pretty much game for anything. (laughs) You definitely got some. Yeah, you got some bucket lace race. Bucket race, bucket list races in your front yard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, what is it about Patagonia? I, I ask this of a lot of people that've been here because Paulette's raced down there twice, yep. and both times the racing sucked. Yeah. Um, and she'd still go back in a second. <laughs> so. I think, like in talking about, like what I was mentioning earlier, that sense of wild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I went and. Uh, with a good group of friends. Um, so the organizers of um, the Patagonia Expedition Race, they put on one year. It wasn't a race, but we went through a lot of the same areas. Mm, it was yeah. like a big trek for, for seven days. And that was the first time that I had been in a place where there was absolutely no trails. No one had really been before. And it was just stunning like the vastness of um the landscape the unpredictable weather and and actually and it kind of felt like home as well like the the mountains here i mean you can go from sunny to rainy to snowing back to sunny you know within a couple hours and that's normal um but it was just wild yeah yeah wild and completely and yeah yeah, I think it just gets. Well, I think yeah, wild is a is the word a lot of people use. So mm-hmm. that must be it. So, yeah. Of course, I have I have my favorite because that's that's where the chili dog came from. So <laughs> there you go. Also legit. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, um. Cool. Okay. I think that was my last question. <laughs> so. Um. So, do you teach? So you're a yoga instructor. Yes. So do you do classes or one on ones or what does a yoga instructor do? Well, it's a whole gamut of things. So I own the studio, so I do a lot of admin. But um, but teaching is absolutely my first love. Uh, so I teach 
teach about 10 classes a week. Uh, half of those are public classes, and then I have a lot of private clients as well. I also have some, I have like a private run client, and um, I also do, a uh, big passion of mine is getting folks outside and again, uh, blowing their own minds with what they can do. So I lead um, about two, three retreats a year. So we'll do yoga and surfing or yoga and hiking. Uh, we do yoga and snowshoeing um, and then do day trips and things with yoga and kayaking. Um, but I absolutely love that. That's I find really, really, really inspiring. I also teach uh, yoga teacher training. So I do a 200-hour yoga teacher training to teach people how to become teachers. And also yin yoga teacher trainings. And I just, I adore um, that aspect of my job. I love diving deep um, into anatomy, into philosophy, and um, teaching methodology, and and with people who are just really, really keen to sink their teeth into that and to explore. Yeah. That's that's passion. So, okay, what <laughs> you, you know that thing I said a little bit ago about maybe the last time last question. What? Well, because I like to learn things. What's yeah. the what um, is the biggest misconception about yoga? That people can't do yoga. I think people come into yoga and think it's something that you have to, I mean, they've seen the cover of Yoga Journal or ads, and they're like, oh, if I'm not a Caucasian, thin female in her 30s, I can't do yoga, and that's absolutely bull. And yoga is for everybody, and there's so many different ways to access it. Um, and I'm really passionate that it should be accessible for folks. Like it's such a game changer. Like when you are able to connect to your breath, when you're able to connect to your body, spirit. Like there's the potential is limitless. Hmm. Yeah. So I think just that that it can be. I think that yoga is actually accessible. Um, you just need to find the right avenue for it, I guess. Okay. Okay. Um, is yoga physical or mental, or is it just is it the combination of both? Oh, it's definitely it's a combo. Okay. I mean, it really can be whatever. Everybody comes at it for for different reasons, and that's totally cool. Like I started yoga for cross training, um, and then just the other aspects of yoga kind of like crept into my life, and I'm like, oh, this is a much broader discipline. Um, but you can have it be whatever. Whatever you need it to be. Right. Okay. Absolutely. This is the final question. <laughs> <laughs> Boxers or briefs? Just kidding. What is no, it? No, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to promise you this. Um, are you ever not up? Am I ever not up? Like, yep. Like, like, like you are now. Uh, I'm sure. Yeah. Ask my ask my kid. He'll he'll tell you the truth on that one. Um, I'm pretty positive for the most part. I'm pretty up for the most part, but let's be real. Like, I get hangry. Um, I get hunger, anger. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm, I live with that. I don't <laughs> live with that, but I, I, I totally understand that part. I mean, that's That doesn't count. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay, I'm going to say nobody sees you not up very often. Not very often, but it definitely happens. Okay, just wanted to make sure you're not an not an alien. Not an alien, I swear. Yeah. yeah. So, do you think your team would freak out if you were got depressed in the middle of a race? Ah, uh, I don't know. I feel like they'd freak out and be like, "Oh, thank God, we've been waiting for this. Finally, I don't know." <laughs> yeah. I remember when I uh, when I broke my leg. I broke my leg on a trail run. And with a friend, and what freaked her out more was that I was like the first time that she'd ever seen me really angry. <laughs> She's like, oh, "That was scary." <laughs> I didn't oh, know that happened. <laughs> I get. I'm that way. I hardly ever, ever, ever get mad, but boy, when I do, it's it, it's yeah. epic. And then it's over almost immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You're gonna do something, do it well, and then move on. Deal. Exactly. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. I, let's. We'll end the podcast on a broken leg. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you for the opportunity, Randy. That was such a pleasure to talk. Yes, this was, um, it was very good. I, I, I don't have very many that aren't good. Yeah. So it kind of doesn't make sense to say this is very good, but um, this was very good. Oh, I'm glad. That's great. So, cool. Well, hopefully, I don't know. Maybe we'll, maybe I'll see you somewhere down the road. I don't, uh, I'm headed more east coast this year, so I don't know if I'll be out anywhere west, but you never know. You never know where you'll end up at. Exactly. Hopefully, yeah, paths will cross. That'd be great. And so now I just got to find somebody else to talk to that I don't think I know, and I actually do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, see, this is kind of fun because now when I go to look for a picture, yeah. when I put the episode up, I'll go, oh, I can go to Cowboy Tough because I'll guarantee I have a picture of Stephanie there. Oh, I'm sure you do. So. You have one of me. You've got a great one of me. Uh, yeah, on the truck section, laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, really? You're laughing? How yeah. do you believe? <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I know. Yeah. So, okay, we're 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 done. I'm okay. tired. Of you. I'm tired of listening to you laugh. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. Take All care. right. Bye. Bye.